Hello, everybody, and thank you for tuning in to the Liberty Report. It is a Friday, and Dr. Paul is not with us today. Uh, he's uh, unavailable, but he will be back on Monday. But I'm barging in on the Chris Rossini show. Um, we're going to do the show together. Chris, are you there? I am here. Looking forward to doing a show with you, Daniel. Let's do our best. Let's give it our all. Um, okay. Chris, you've got something uh, really interesting right now. Uh, it's kind of a follow-up to what I was talking about yesterday about how Europe is going back and doing the same thing that didn't work and hoping it'll work this time. Uh, you got something on Austria, right? Yes, this was a big story. I tell you, it's the the news is changing so fast in Austria. They uh, this is from CNBC, um, and they say that Austria reimposes a full COVID lockdown. You know, <laughs> yesterday I believe it was yesterday we did a story that. Only the unvaccinated were going to be locked down. Now it's everyone. Doesn't matter if you've had your shots or not. And, and this is the really scary one, if they're able to pull this off, they seem to be the first country that is going to make vaccinations mandatory for everyone. Now, what that means and what, uh, you know, the means that they're going to use to do that, if they in fact do try to do that, I guess we'll find out. But, uh, you know, this is not how vaccines were sold. Uh, anytime before the word even vaccine was mentioned, you know, we're, we're noticing that the cases were lower. It is now worse with the vaccines. So what does that tell us? Is it the vaccine that's the problem here? Uh, we don't know the answer to that, but shouldn't, isn't that a logical question? If all this time before we even said the word vaccine, it was a lot less you know, it's much worse today uh, after they've already put these injections into people's arms. And now they're going to be locking people down. I believe it's for 20 days. They're going to do this all over again. Austrians must be going out of their minds. But, uh, you know, the one thing, and this reminds me back to Daniel's show yesterday, are they bluffing with the mandatory vaccines? Because I think I read that it, it starts in February. And February is a long time from now. A lot of things can change. Uh, it can be, you know, remember when Biden did his OSHA thing, everybody was freaking out. And now it's uh, the a court struck it down and even OSHA is not even going to enforce it. So just because they say something doesn't mean that it will actually be. So uh, this, but this is a big story nevertheless. What do you think, Daniel? Yeah, I think the real crisis, Chris, is a crisis in political leadership. You think about how, you know, people look up to political leaders. Well, some people do. Uh, but look at how unimaginative, unscientific, and just downright stupid these leaders are. Let's do all the stuff we did last year that didn't work last year and hope it works this year. But, you know, you made a great point, Chris. If these vaccines are what they are claimed to be, and a bunch of people, even if it's only 66% or 60% in Austria, even if it's only that much, that's a significant enough percentage of the population that right now there should be lower cases than there were last year when 0% were vaccinated. And in fact, we're seeing higher cases in places like Austria and Germany than they had without the vaccine. So it doesn't take a genius, it doesn't take a Fauci, right? <laughs> to start thinking, well, huh, it's just something's wrong here. You know, and just before we started the show, Chris, I was looking at a piece 
that uh, appeared in Summit News, and it's about an article in The Spectator, the, the British publication, The Spectator, and they cited official data from Public Health England, so that is, the, that is their CDC, right, essentially, from Public Health England, that states for people over 30, quote, the rates of COVID infection per 100,000 are now higher among the vaxxed than the unvaxxed. I'll say that again. The rate of infection is higher per 100,000 among people with the vaccine than without the vaccine. So on what planet does it make sense to say you can't do anything until you get the shot and we're going to shove it in your arm if you don't take it? You know, the, the logic, the rationale for the whole thing, Chris, is just out the window. Now it is. And uh, but, you know, we see it. Uh, it's it's the people and you're going to mention this in, in your next story. The scientists are mystified. And I saw uh, a, 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 an economic story today in The Economist saying that, you know, economists are shocked. They did not know that we would have inflation. You know, we we are seeing experts, quote unquote, experts failing everywhere because they're, you know, they're the people that are put in front of us and you're supposed to ignore everyone else. So, you know, we're seeing the fall of experts, if anything, uh, because there are a lot of people that are not mystified. So but, you know, our next story, you know, complements this and I'll let I'll let you uh, take care of that one thing. Yeah, this is a great, I mean, the headline almost tells the whole tale, and, and we've chose it this way, Chris, because what a juxtaposition with the, the Europeans are freaking out and shutting everything down, locking you in your house, just like they did before. Well, here's the headline to an AP Associated Press article that I noticed this morning. Scientists mystified, wary, as Africa avoids COVID disaster. Wow. How did that happen? Um, and I, uh, and I, a uh, couple of quotes from this: When COVID hit last year, scientists thought Africa would have see millions of deaths, but it hasn't. It hasn't happened, and the scientists don't know what the heck is happening. Fewer than six percent of Africans are vaccinated. That means it should they should be bodies in the streets, piling up. It should be worse than anything. But here's an example of Nigeria, very low vaccination. Uh, Nigeria has had just 3,000 deaths among a 200 million person population. You know, two thirds of the US population, roughly speaking. The US gets that number, that 3,000 deaths every few days. So how is it that Nigeria, which is virtually doing nothing, is not having a problem? And the conclusion for those of us, Chris, who are following things and thinking about it is, well, gosh, maybe they're not running and testing themselves 14 times a day with a PCR test that is notoriously inaccurate and notoriously weighted on the side of finding false positives for political reasons. Maybe that just might be it. And maybe they might be using some medications that are not used in the U.S. when they actually do get sick. And number three, maybe because life is harder for many people in Africa, they are not uh, considered cases unless they are actually physically sick. You know, when in history would you have to go get tested for a, for, a, for a flu to know that you had the flu? Generally speaking, if you had a cold or the flu, Chris, 
you wake up and say, oh man, I got the flu, I got a cold. No, it's not like that anymore. Everything has changed with the COVID hysteria. But they're scratching their heads. Again, the experts, another failure of the experts. They're scratching their head, but never fear. This is, um, this is what they're trying to do. And they interviewed for the story, Chris, a couple of Nigerian health experts. And they said, we got to get some vaccines to these people. They're not <laughs> enough vaccinated. So no matter how successful they are in not doing things that have a good outcome, it doesn't matter. It's a one size fits all, a global thing. And here's what one of these experts is quoted as saying. Complacency is what's going to destroy us because we may be caught unaware. To my thought was, well, maybe it's complacency that actually saved you in Africa. Uh, so I don't know. What do you think about that, Chris? Yeah, um, this brings up huge questions. Why are those with the most vaccinated having the biggest problems and in Africa, which I think it said 6% vaccinated yeah. are not having the problems. And again, the first question that comes to mind, is the vaccine the problem? The only thing is, if the vaccine's the problem, shouldn't they stop this? But what are the odds of that? Who's even going to even suggest such a thing? Um, and but they say in the headline, scientists mystified. Well, which scientists? <laughs> you know, all scientists do. All scientists have one mind that they share, or are there scientists that are over on the side that you're never ever allowed to even hear? You know, and you know when I read this, it I saw a clip recently. It was going all over the internet. It was from Phil Donahue back in the 1980s. And there was a doctor on there that was saying, you know, in America, we're drilled that uh, polio was fixed with vaccines. But this doctor was saying, but if that's the case, why in Europe did, was polio eradicated and they didn't have nearly as many vaccines? And why in Africa, where they had almost none, was polio eradicated? But we're supposed to think that these vaccines do, you know, now I... I am not making a claim that a vaccine, I'm just repeating what this doctor said back in the 80s on Phil Donahue. But we're in a similar situation with the same exact questions. Why with only 6% vaccinated, are they doing fine with COVID? And Austria is locking down again and trying to force vaccines when they are clearly failing. And that's the thing, Chris, we're not, <laughs> We're not experts. I'm not a scientist. I know you're not a scientist unless you got some secrets over there. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, but you can ask the questions. And, you know, I, I watched part of an interview with Scott Atlas. I think it might have been talking to Tucker Carlson. But, you know, he's the person that Trump brought on after Trump completely, uh, you know, screwed the whole thing up by having idiots like Fauci uh, and Burks in there. He brought in Atlas too little too late, the story of the Trump era. But Atlas said, you know, the, the remarkable thing about the so-called experts, uh, the doctors, the medical establishment, the scientific establishment, and I'm paraphrasing, but he's saying there is such an unbelievable lack of curiosity. He said among the White House task force on coronavirus, none of them were even remotely familiar with the basic data. They just didn't know any of it. They didn't care that they didn't know any of it. And they were completely uninterested in actual data. So I think we're seeing politics triumphing over actual science and actual scientists that are not mystified are being canceled and disappeared. 
So I don't know how to get around it, Chris, but all, all I know is we can try to bring it up. It's really astounding. It really is, Daniel. And uh, speaking of Dr. Fauci, I'll move to our <laughs> next <laughs> headline here from the Daily Mail. Dr. Fauci says COVID hospitalizations are rising among fully vaccinated people who have not had the booster. Now, I know uh, several people who got the vaccine and never did they think that there would they would have to be a booster and if they didn't get it hospitalizations they were told this reduces hospitalizations we're seeing the opposite at least that's what they're telling saying um, it's almost like they're now ready to push a booster but you know these central planners these technocrats they run against an economic law it's called the law of diminishing returns and it's, you know, everybody knows what this law means. It's the more you have of something or get of something, the less you value each additional one. So if you're underwater, you know, struggling for, for breath and you come up and oh, that first breath is like, you know, it's like heaven. But the rest of the day, you're not walking around paying attention to every single breath because it's super abundant. And it's the same thing with money. That first $1,000, $10,000 is so important to you. But once you get to million, billion, each additional one, you know, it could, you know, uh, burn in a fire and you really wouldn't care. Well, the same thing happens with these boosters. Each time that they try to push this on us, there's going to be less and less people and more and more resistance because they're going to be less valuable people. What do you mean? I'm not a pincushion that you're just going to stick me uh, anytime you want. But so this is an economic law. Now, the thing about authoritarians, tyrants, they believe that they are above the law in their imaginations. They, and they even tell us, we're going to give you this and we're going to stick you in six months, every two weeks, every, they think it, whatever in their imagination is going to become reality. So they ignore economic laws, but the real world does not work that way. And that's why authoritarians and tyrants always fail without exception. And Daniel, you're in the foreign policy uh, and you're a legitimate expert. You know, you know this, when our country goes overseas, they have all these plans. They're going to topple this guy. They're going to build schools. They're going to give them freedom. They're going to put a McDonald's everywhere. You're going to feel like you're in America and they fail completely. So this is what they're up against. And every time that they push these boosters, they're going to get more and more resistance. Yeah, that's a great point, Chris. You know, we just have to sit and ponder one thousand dollars of profit per second for big pharma just on these shots alone uh, and i think that drives a lot of it that drives an enormous amount of it they have so many lobbyists they have a revolving door between government and the so-called private sector uh, i think that is driving so much of it but the other thing chris you know there's going to be probably 30 percent at least of the population that's going to line up like sheep and get their 85th shot you just can't avoid that because uh, all, everything you said about authoritarians is right. But the other thing is their use of fear to mobilize a population to do what they're bidding. And that's what they've done. So I think you'll have that third of the population that's always going to, you know, line up and do it. But you're going to have another third or, you know, 20% or so that are just ticked off. Uh, you know, what are you telling me? 
I did everything that you told me. Like Jordan Peterson, I mentioned it the other day, um, kind of too smart for what he did, but he said, hey, I'll get the shot if you just leave me the blank alone. He found out that they're not going to leave him alone. The tyrants never leave you alone. You can never acquiesce to their lust for power. And I think you're going to see a, a group rising up. But I also think, and maybe this isn't nice, Chris, but I also think this gives us another arrow uh, in our quiver, which is that we can use ridicule. Ha, ha, ha. Just in July, Biden says, if you get the shot, you'll never get COVID. And now you're lining up for your third one. You are such a dupe. And uh, it's not nice maybe to make people feel bad, but some people should be feel, feel a little bit bad because when you're uncomfortable, you might start questioning your assumptions and you might start thinking that maybe something, uh, there's a different reality out there. But anyway, speaking of Biden, I want to do the, the, the last story here. And this is just kind of a free for all, Chris, but the new Quinpiac poll came out and it's not good news for the president uh, who oh, I've heard temporarily today is going to hand the reins over to our illustrious vice president, Kamala Harris, who everyone, as you know, is deeply in love with. Uh, I hope she doesn't start a war <laughs> in her five minutes with her finger on the button. But anyway, new Quimpiac poll, 36% approval for Biden. It's the worst ever. It's down one point just from a month ago, 53% disapproval. So deeply unpopular president. That same poll showed that the majority of people would like to see a Republican House and Senate. Here are a couple of the areas where the president's numbers are not that great. They asked about uh, approval of his handling of the pandemic. 45% approved and 50% disapproved of his handling of the pandemic. And remember, that's one of the key things he ran on. Uh, how about his handling of the economy? Ooh, it's even worse. 34% approved and 59% disapproved of all voters. Uh, and foreign policy, it's even worse. 33 to 55 disapproval. A across the board, Americans are tuning out. I'm sure the Democratic Party is in, is in a panic because there's nothing they love more than power. But here's I'm gonna, my final uh, point on this. Um, actually, second to final point, Congress is worse. 26% <laughs> approval and 62% disapproval. I think that's probably 25% too high. For approval, but you know we'll give him credit for that. But here's the kicker, and this is I'm going to send it back over to you, Chris. After you see this, 54% uh, of the people polled don't think the Democratic Party cares about the needs and problems of people like them. Over half of the people don't think the Dems care about them. And I thought, wow, that's really something. And then I looked at the next paragraph. 56% thought that the Republicans didn't give a crap about them. <laughs> so, <laughs> so that is actually a little bit of good news at the end of our show today, is that the majority of the Americans polled in this Quinpiac poll think that both parties are absolute garbage and don't care at all about average Americans. That's an opening for us, right, Chris? I believe so. Um, you know, you'd think that a man who received 80 million votes, you know, would be doing a I little bit better. Billion. It was billion. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You think he'd do, be doing a little bit better. But, you know, we have to be optimistic about this because what if it was the reverse? What if today 70, 75 percent of the people liked the job that Biden was doing? We would be in big, big trouble. 
our struggle would be much, much harder. But it's not the case. The American people, their disgust is finally being channeled and not even directed. It's just going right to where it belongs uh, to both parties. They, they see that both parties are a total letdown no matter what they do. And this is what normally happens where, when governments get too big, too overarching. They end up making nobody happy. And we may be reaching that point. Um, you know, the mandates, thankfully, at this point, at this second, are failing miserably. People are not buckling under, no matter their, we had a record in September, 4 million people quit their jobs. I mean, that is conviction that you're not going to buckle. You're willing to tough it out and, uh, you know, quit your job rather than uh, do something that you do not want to do. So there, there are a lot of optimistic things. And uh, Daniel, I'll, I'll do a closing statement. I'll let you close the show out. But uh, I think at this time, the reason why this is so outrageous is because never in history, if you think of all the tyrants throughout history, we've all, we've all read about them. Some people have even lived through them. Um, you know, they never had this type of scenario in their face, in their, in their grasp, where the entire planet is reeling. The Caesars never had it. Napoleon never had it. Uh, Hitler, Stalin, Mao, you, you know, they had their own um, areas where they were tyrants, but this is a global thing that's going on. And when, and they will probably never, hopefully, never get a chance like this again. So obviously they're going for it. And you can see because it really doesn't matter truth, no truth. It doesn't matter how ridiculous it sounds. They're going for it. What we need to do and what we try to do personally and through this show is to, uh, you know, to encourage people to be courageous. Don't look for social proof. You know, we have a tendency to wait for people to go and do it first. And then when you feel that it's safe, you know, if you're watching this program, the Ron Paul Liberty Report, that's not for you. You be like Ron Paul. You stand and you do the right thing. Uh, no matter what anybody says to you, and they will say it, but you do the right things. And there are other people like you out there. Hopefully, we we help to inspire you because we're in the same exact boat personally with our own families. So we have to do what is right. Be like Ron Paul, and you know things will work out in the end. Great statement, Chris. Thanks a lot for that. And I just want to remind our viewers uh, of our, of the book offer. Speaking of Ron Paul, his mini book making sense of current political idiocies. Chris, they're going like hotcakes, I'm telling you. It's, yeah. uh, it's, uh, it's, it's very, uh, it's heartening, uh, but it's uh, worrying, but it is a limited time. We have a limited print run on this. Great Christmas present. I will put the details in the description uh, of the show of how you can sign up, but you just go to ronpaulinstitute.org website and make your donation. While you're there, subscribe to our updates. And while you're watching this show, please click like, uh, and share the show with your friends and subscribe to our channel if you're not subscribed. Uh, well, we're on the air, at least we want to be able to reach you. So everyone, thank you for tuning in to the Liberty Report. Please come back and watch the Liberty Report soon.